Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you are having a great day. Today we are going to talk about how the Lord is our shepherd. You probably are familiar with Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, but we're going to talk about how the Lord can be our shepherd today, and I'm going to interview a very special friend of mine, Katie Hamilton, who's going to share parts of her story um, where she has seen God move in her life and, and be her shepherd and make her lie down in those green pastures and lead her beside the still waters and restoring her soul and what he's done in her life and i can't wait for you to hear and um, i'm very excited to introduce her but before i do um, i want to thank you all who listen each sunday morning you are such a joy and a blessing thank you for sharing your morning with us And I would like to invite you to sit back and relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, today is such a glorious day because we know that You are our shepherd. And you do lead us beside still waters, and we can lie down with you in green pastures, and you restore our soul, and Lord, with you we shall not want, because we know that you will provide all that we need, and we just thank you for this truth. We thank you for your promises, and we thank you for just being there with us. And I just pray for all who are listening to find restoration in you today. On this Sunday morning, would they just listen and let you lead them to where you are. And Lord, we just thank you that we are not alone when you're with us. And we praise you and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, Katie. How are you today? I'm good. Good Good morning. Good. It's good to see you. And I just want to say thank you for coming here. You're actually joining us from out of town. Where are you from? Tell our listeners. Well, actually, you're from Mount Vernon, but where do you live now? Originally, I grew up in Mount Vernon, and now I live in Rockport, Texas, down on the coast. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. I bet you're loving that weather and being close to the beach. Yes, it's a little colder here than it is down there. Yes, it is. It (laughs) is. Getting getting used to colder temperatures Mm -hmm. again this week. Yeah, it really is. good. Well, um, I wanted to let our listeners know that um, not only are we friends, but you have helped me so much um, with my book publishing and being an author. I remember I wanted to write a book, and I met your mother, Annetta Hamilton, and she said, oh, you need to talk to my daughter. That's what <laughs> she does. She writes book, and now she's you know helps publishers. And we are both self-published, mm-hmm. and I just want to thank you. You are yeah. just so talented. And so tell us a little bit about your books and what you do. Wow. So I started publishing in 2009, and I started with children's books um, to kind of learn the business and get my feet wet. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, um, I lived in South Texas on a ranch, and decided I had, it was a quiet life there. So I had time to kind of refocus on, do I want to write? Is this what I want? And Mm -hmm. I just felt like the Lord was leading me uh, to, yes, he wanted me to write. And I've always been an avid reader and I 
reached that threshold of, I know I don't want to write children's books anymore. Right. But where do I want to transition? What do I want to write? And I started um, with sort of a fantasy series that had some spiritual undertones of like good versus evil um, and spiritual warfare undertones, but writing it for the secular market so that they didn't quite know they were reading right. <laughs> scripture intermixed into dialogue or um, into the actual novel. And what were those series? Uh, the Unfading Lands. Unfading Lands. Is, mm-hmm. is that series. And so I started that in 2015 and... The first book released and it hit well. And after that, I was able to, um, at the time I was working for a law office there and I was able to quit there and just focus on writing. Full time. Yeah, which was awesome. So it's a hobby and something that you- And developed, yeah, Mm -hmm. into my career. And so that's all I do now. And um, I love it. And so now I've transitioned more to- Taking that, challenging the secular market with um, uplifting and hopeful stories. So now I write mostly sweet romance uh, in the clean and wholesome genre on Amazon to show that there's more to an intimate romantic relationship uh, on a deeper level and in a sweeter manner than Mm -hmm. what the secular market is used to. I love that. I'm glad you're doing that. So what are your books now that you're writing? What what are some of the titles and... Storylines. I know you have several series. In fact, right. you've written how many books? I believe I just released number 38. 38. Now that's, that's including, you know, children's books and that's awesome. box wow. sets. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. So, uh, yeah, my, my bestseller is Claren. Uh, he is book one in a series of five, the o- Siblings O'Rifkin series. And he's my bestseller. He sold over 100,000 copies. Wow, and that's amazing. Graham, he's the number one book of another series, The Brothers of Hastings Ranch, that I have written. And he's pretty close to hitting that 100,000 mm-hmm. sale marker. So they've, um, those two series have just taken off. And all my other books that I, that I write do, do well, but those are my top two mm-hmm. that um, the Lord has just allowed (laughs) open doors and allowed me to keep doing what I'm doing. What do your readers say? Like, why do they love your books and enjoy them? What, what are some of the comments that you've heard? Oh, most of them. I really love writing about strong families, mm -hmm. um, and strong family connections. So the first one is about, they're both about siblings, but you bring in grandparents and Mm -hmm. mom and dads and there's in strong community atmospheres. My latest series is, uh, based in, uh, Piney, Arkansas, Mm -hmm. and it's a small community, small town life, Mm -hmm. and just the unity there and creating those friendships and relationships, uh, when outsiders move in or, you know, Mm -hmm. those who have been there forever and just a new, uh, side to those tight relationships. Mm -hmm. So most of the readers really love that I can incorporate family the way I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love writing sibling relationships, like as far as, you know, their dynamic and watching your sibling, you know, fall in love with the, their, um, significant other and seeing them act completely different than you (laughs) have seen them act before. And, 
Um, and just really writing that dynamic is fun for me. So, Well, I know you have a strong family relationship yourself. You're very yes. close to your grandparents. They're still alive. And, yes. and your mom and dad, and you have siblings. Do you mm-hmm. think your background has allowed you to I think so. really pour and into that. I'm close, you know, our family in general, even my cousins, we're all close. And so it's neat to uh, incorporate, especially my grandparents, mm-hmm. several of my books have stemmed from just conversations with them and stories they've told. And I got to interview my grandparents for Claren because oh, he's a dairy okay. farmer mm-hmm. and they were dairy farmers for 39 years. And so I interviewed them to kind of get the research aspect mm-hmm. of it. And I just interviewed my grandpa again oh. for my last release um, mm-hmm. because he builds and restores street rides. And my main char- my main male character, uh, that's what he does. And so I got to talk to him about those and I just came from there and I took pictures of the ones he's currently working on to share with my readers and um, just show them Mm -hmm. the real life aspect of hey this is I I didn't just make this up yeah (laughs) this this is is something this is real and there's really a man that does this and this is who this is based on so uh so that's kind of the fun part too good and I know your Clarence series the uh brothers O'Reilly is it? So it's the siblings of Rifkin and the brothers, the brothers of Hastings Ranch. Okay, okay. And you said that you researched Ireland. I did. And yes, have you been there? I have not yet. Well, you need to go. I know it was on the list for years um, for my husband and me. I have researched Ireland Mm -hmm. and like a fine tooth comb. And I had a reader message me two days ago that she was reading Claren, and she was asking me, is this a real place? Because I'm going to Ireland, and I want to go and follow the path that Claren takes you on. And so I got to share with her, like, yes, it's a real path. It's not a a real Mm -hmm. place, but it will take you to the place I based it on. And, you know, this certain festival doesn't happen here, but it happens in Dublin. And just Mm kind of explaining my research to her, so that she can go and and experience it, mm-hmm. and she plans to. So that was a neat uh, message a couple of days ago to oh, get, and that, that she loved neat. it. And oh, that so, is neat. It's yeah. just real, and it it means that they really love your novels, and, and they connected really with it. They connected yeah. exactly. Well, speaking of Ireland, I just think of sheep, okay, mm-hmm. and lying down in green pastures, and um, let's talk about Psalm twenty three. Okay. okay, you've you've heard that psalm your whole life, mm-hmm. and a lot of people hear it at funerals. And I just think because it's so comforting, and you know, it starts out saying, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, and He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake." And all that is such a kind of a rhythm of grace, and you can just kind of feel just rest as you Mm -hmm. read that what does that psalm mean to you as you hear it so I know we've talked together about just life the last few years and Mm -hmm. with COVID how things were shaken up and even prior to that um, just a lifestyle change for me and my family Mm -hmm. Uh, and my husband uh, doing a job transition took us off of a ranch and or took us to another ranch from one ranch to another and that year was difficult for us it was we were very secluded and I found out I was pregnant with our second son then COVID hit and it was just 
uh, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and did it was you have a trouble finding a doctor? Even I did, I I, and I had that. to drive an hour and a half to go to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was an interesting conundrum. Uh, and we we had another, you know, our older son who was about four at the time, and just life. We were restricted on where we could go on the ranch. Um, it was on the Texas border, so mm-hmm. we had you know, some things happening down there (laughs) that were, uh, not always safe situations. Were you ever afraid? A couple of times. Yes. But my husband did a really great job at protecting me from what all was really going on. And he didn't, Mm -hmm. um, have to tell me everything. He told me enough to make me smart in (laughs) situations. Um, but he didn't tell me enough to where I wasn't completely, uneasy. Uh, I definitely felt like the Lord took us there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And to this day, my husband and I are like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Other than maybe it was so we could, um, you know, take a break and just be able to enjoy our family unit Mm because that's really all we had was each other and, and to grow our family. You know, Mm -hmm. we had tried to have another baby for three and a half years and just couldn't. And we were in this particular ranch for a month and I found out I was pregnant. And yeah. so we were like, okay, that's well, new. exactly. And you think maybe it's because he brought you to that place. So you would just be still with exactly him and rely on and God that to whole be your, year. you did not want. You yes. Had we had everything needed. we needed and it was an interesting year for me personally, because we left a very strong, uh, faith-filled community. We were involved in our church. We used to live in uh, Sabinal, which was near Uvalde. And so we went to First Baptist Church Uvalde, which is a wonderful place. And we were connected there. And we left that. And that was really difficult for me to let that go and to not have anything because mm-hmm. we were so far from other churches and uh, fellowship. Right. And so I really spent the year uh, just doing personal Bible study. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Psalm 23 <laughs> talks about, you know, being restored. Well, during my time in Freer, I focused mostly on the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. And the Lord just spoke to me through those two books mm-hmm. about the restoration of his people and the revival mm-hmm. of his people. Yes. And following them, and I had never studied those two books in particular in depth before. And that whole year I was just digging and then puzzle pieces through scripture, you know, overlapping with Daniel and mm-hmm. Zechariah and even Jeremiah and all of these. You were feeding um, on the word. Yes. And, God and was he was just, and I wouldn't have slowed down enough Mm-mm. prior to that to really immerse myself that yeah. way. I think that's why God brought y'all there. And it was amazing. Yeah. And, um, and it just, yeah, totally blessed our family. Mm-hmm. And when we realized it was time to to leave that particular ranch, uh, that's when we went to Rockport to kind of take some time and figure out, okay, Lord, where are you going to put our family? Where are we supposed to go? And for two years, Rockport was where we were at. And the Lord was like, hey, here, (laughs) this is where I have you. This is where I want you. And things just have, you know, Mm kind of settled into Mm -hmm. place since then. But he, he really you know, took us on a journey for a few years to 
get us where we're at now. Mm -hmm. And some of those years, especially with COVID, having a baby during COVID uh, and the shortages on things. Oh yeah. I remember talking to you. You're like, I cannot find formula. Yeah. Or diapers diapers and wipes. They were gold. Yeah. And people were shipping them to me from, if they just found it. So I was getting boxes in the mail um and i would go to the post office once a week because it was about 30 Mm -hmm. miles away oh gosh and there would just be giant boxes and the ladies were like what are you getting and i'm like these are people sending me diapers and wipes oh wow (laughs) and so yeah that's how we got through and but Mm -hmm. you know the lord is good and he saw us through it and he just guides you where you're meant to go Mm -hmm. and he's done that and being in rockport now and looking in hindsight at some other things um, over the years and just how he shaped me personally and just shaped our family, his steps are so well-planned and thought out. We may not always see where they're going at the time, but when you finally do get that chance of like looking back and you see it, wow, that's that was so clever of him to d- subtly do this. Right. And it led to this you know, or those kinds of things. And I've had a lot of those moments lately. Yeah. Don't you love those moments where he connects the dots for a minute? You're like, oh, that's why that, and how that Yeah, that's why that didn't work out in 2009, but now it's on my plate. Yes. Hmm. You know? And it wasn't just coincidence. (laughs) Exactly. It was was planned. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, Mm -hmm. you know, plans for your future and your prosperity, for you not to um, have harm in your life. And prosperity in this case is just prospering in God's eyes, just being so full of God and just faith. And your faith grew. You know, I've known you since 2018 is when we really got to know each other. And I have seen you grow in excitement and your faith and just you... You give glory to God for everything He's doing in your life, for yeah. your family and and your success with your books, and you know, yeah. and it's neat. And the fact that you've helped me so much has just meant a lot. You're you're very giving, and you're very talented. You do so many things <laughs> well, well. It's a it's a ministry in a way. It is my career, but I love what I do, and I love to not only share what I do in my own writing. But I want other people or prospective writers who mm-hmm. just have a story to tell or, you know, devotions like you have and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I want to help them uh, experience what I've gotten mm-hmm. to experience. And, you know, yes, some books don't take off. Some, you know, mm-hmm. some just enjoy a bucket list. I just have right. always wanted to do yes, a book. Yes. And, you know, whatever that case is, like giving people that opportunity and, kind of guiding them through the process because it's overwhelming. It it can be overwhelming (laughs) for those that don't know. And, um, I don't want it to feel that way. Right. I want them to enjoy it all because Mm -hmm. every stage is enjoyable in some way. And then Mm -hmm. like me and like you now, it's addicting. It is. (laughs) Once you you want to keep writing, you want to keep going and, and the Lord can use that. And then just being a part of, you know, with your books, guiding, guiding you through the process of getting your books out there and kind of in a small way, being a part of your ministry Mm -hmm. in that aspect of it's not just my heart to help you, but I want to help you spread the word. How can we do that? You want to do that? I'll back you 100%, you know? So just being a part of that has been really cool. 
and to see how your book business has blossomed and how well your books have done too. It's it's like taking pride in a child, you yeah. know. Like, look <laughs> at her go. Aww. I'm well, thank so proud you. of her. I couldn't have done it without you. And of course, God directs us, and and you were an answered prayer because I don't know that I think I have told you this you know well my mother's dying wish she mm-hmm. died in 2017 and really hard but she just said please write a book and I'm like mom I do not know how I've written some things she's like just promise me and then here you are yeah you know and I, we did finding joy together yes, yeah. yes and I'll never forget and I remember you saying when you write a book for those of you who want to write a book do it because mm-hmm. when you accomplish that and when you put in all the time, the effort, and you get that book in the mail, I remember you said it's, it's like a baby. It's like having a baby. World. It is. And, and there's so, no way to describe it. No, there's, it's one know. of the best feelings to see your hard work, your words, and just right. your vision in mm-hmm. your hands. That's right. It's a, it's a cool feeling. And I love how your sister and you work together. She is your cover designer. Mm-hmm. And so she's also helped me. And she's yes. also very talented. Yeah. And she writes and sings music as well. Yes, she's a singer. Yeah. So um, that's neat that y'all have that relationship and you can help each other. Yeah, and, and she's one of my most honest critics. And now we've been together, you know, my last book that came out in February, we both and with my editor, the deadline just snuck up on us. And, you know, before I knew it, we were like, um, we need to get this done. (laughs) And my sister was like, when do you need the cover again? And I'm like, in six days. Oh no. (laughs) And she's like, oh my, okay. okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what I can do. And so, um, we were able to sit down and just over the phone, she would send, and you know, through email, just send me, okay, what about this option? Mm-hmm. You you wanted this. How about that? Well, let's do that. And we knocked it out, and we're like, aren't you glad we can just do this in a day now? I know. Whereas Y'all it are... used to take us, mm-hmm. you know, weeks to finalize on a cover. We can get something, get our ideas mesh really well. She understands my style, my personality, mm-hmm. kind of what I like. And we can just groove. And my editor as well, you know, she's been with me from the beginning. Uh And so I'll send her something and basically tell her, please don't cringe. This is, (laughs) I need help on this particular passage. And she'll send it back. And I'm like, that's perfect. Great. Let's do it. (laughs) Yay. That's great. That is so neat that you've had them your whole time working with you. Okay. So you've told me that, you know, this was first a hobby, then it became a career. Mm -hmm. And now you just see the Lord using it in so many wonderful ways. And it's grown your faith. You said, Jill, we now... We're able to build a house or com- remodel it based on some of the books say like your we, income from books, right? We as well have like it been was in a, a, the last two years, especially we uh-huh. lived in a tiny house while we worked on the last this last year renovating a house. And just even in the two years of living in the tiny house, my time on the ranch before. In that time of, you know, just a year of quiet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was able to write a lot. And I did. That's where the Brothers of Hastings Ranch came. And my husband was my consultant on that series. And if I hadn't have written that series, then the next two years would have been a little more rocky. Because Mm -hmm. my husband, 
you know, went through a job transition of kind of a life transition of, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what I thought I was always going to do. What, what do I want to do now? Where am I going to go now? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to do now. And we had that luxury of time because of my books. We were like, you know what? Take your time. We're fine. Because the Lord just blessed us Mm -hmm. through my book business. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to do that. We were able to take time and you know, he's still in the ag world and doing what he loves. and But that wasn't something that came along immediately. But if we had rushed into another one, you know, we just felt like the Lord was like, mm-hmm. just wait, just wait, wait and me. see. Uh-huh. And so now we're in a situation where we did finish renovating the house. It's We moved in there three days before Christmas, and it's wonderful. And he, my husband was able to do a lot of the work himself. And... Wow. We have beautiful, I mean, he's just gifted with woodworking and things like that. And uh, he did our backsplash and he did some of our cabinets. And he just was able to be more Mm hands-on and present because the job he has now allows him to be home more with us. He travels quite a bit, but he's at home more. Mm -hmm. And when he we worked on ranches, even though we lived there, he wasn't home much because he was working all the time. And so just enjoying having our family um, close and together Mm -hmm. and being in a house that the Lord totally brought to us and provided Mm -hmm. and seeing about us those two years mm -hmm. and just taking care of us. He used that year in Freer to just sustain us for the future. And we didn't even realize, you know, he was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you've got all these ideas about a ranch series. Great. Let's write those books. And not knowing that those books would be what would provide for us for two years, you know. So it's neat. neat. Now, speaking of family, um, your son Mm -hmm. also has written a few books that you've helped him with. So that is neat. Because how old is he? He just turned seven Seven. this year. And he's already an author. That (laughs) is so exciting. Tell us about his series. He has two books. Uh, They're called... Uh, Captain Cornfield and Diamond D the bad guy (laughs) and Captain Cornfield he just came up with this character on his own and he's very good and gifted with imaginative play and he was outside Uh, my husband was the bad guy Diamond D and they would sword fight and those things and and I thought this is so cute and I was like I have to write this down to remember it oh wow and he came in while I was writing it down and asked what I was doing. And I said, I just loved your story. And I said, I'm just writing it down so that mama will always remember it, you mm-hmm. know? And he, he said, well, can you make it into one of your books? And oh, I wow. said, one of my books. And he was like, yeah, I want it to look like a book like you have. And I said, you want to write a book? And he was, he was adamant that, yes, I want to see it in a mm. book. And I said, well, we would have to develop it a little bit more. I need you to tell me the story from start to finish. And we got it done, and we found uh, an illustrator out of the U.K., and he is just wonderful, and he works well with me as well as with my son. My son gets approval on everything, his imagination of what he envisions, and my sister helps with the covers, and we put it together, and so he has... Two of those, and the third one will be coming out this year. Oh, good. And so Captain Cornfield has been a blast and has brought me back to being 
involved in children's books Full again, circle. which I always yeah. said I would never do. <laughs> I was like, I never wouldn't go back to yeah. children's books, but yet here I am. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's different. I've been seasoned more mm-hmm. in the industry. So now I know how to market to that particular right. uh, genre more than I did in the beginning. And yeah. I've learned a lot over the last, you know, decade or so. Yes, you have. <laughs> so it's been, it's been fun to uh, dapple in those different genres. Right. And so. it's so neat that it's your son doing it. And I oh, love yes. you have that he, book signing for him. And he invited did. all his friends yes. and their parents. And so and we had what teachers. a blessing. It was awesome. Yeah, and they, able. people turned up and, and came from all over pretty much the state to support him mm-hmm. in that book launch. And he was so proud. And that is one thing he tells people all the time is, have you read my book? You should. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so like, cute. if we were all so confident I know, I in, know, our, really in our marketing. <laughs> yeah, that's really neat. neat. Well, I love hearing um, about your story and just how God is using um, your, your talents and your gifts to serve other people. Because when people open your books, they really, they can escape. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can actually read about a family, like you said, that has a lot of, yes, they may have some differences, but right. they work together. They love one another. They're, you know, yeah. the community surrounds them, um, just like where you grew up here yeah. in Mount Vernon. And so I think that's really neat that you do this. It's, it is ministry. It is in a way. You know, it's just a neat industry in general. Mm-hmm. And, you know, support and encouragement is needed in any shape or form but with early writers especially some of them don't have the support of family or they don't have the confidence or they just need someone to encourage them and be like hey you're on to something and that's what my grandmother did for me you know Mm -hmm. my grandmother wrote for the east texas journal for years and she looked at a book I'd made my niece for Christmas, just a little, you know, book about her when she was two. And she said, you're on to something, kid. And just that comment, mm-hmm. little did she know I had been secretly writing, you know, while I was at college, just writing The Unfading Lands and not telling anyone. And that was, you know, eight years before Unfading Lands would mm-hmm. be published. So it was just one of those, okay, Meemaw believes I can do this, that I have a gift. Yes. And so just those encouragements to new writers or even established writers who just, you know, they need that, they might hit a wall or, you know, just Mm -hmm. why am I doing this? Why do I keep doing this? Because it can get tiring and exhausting, like some things, expectations or whatever, and just helping them kind of jump over that threshold and be like, hey, focus. Yeah. (laughs) You love this. (laughs) I had a situation the other day because I did not write last year. I took kind of a year off Mm -hmm. and had one of my books put into hardback, but I didn't write. And the other day, I, you know, on Facebook, people comment. And one lady said, I love all your books. When are you going to write another one? And I was like, okay, Lord, because I was kind (laughs) of on pause, but I'm going to get one out this year. You're going to help me, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. Yeah, because you're my editor, and you <laughs> help me with all those things. But I just thank you for coming in and um, sharing today. Is there anything yeah. else as we close that you want to share with our listeners who might be listening and encourage them in a way? You know, one thing I guess would just be sometimes, and this plays off of your book, actually, is just to be still mm-hmm. 
and take time to let the Lord speak to you through His Word. And that was something that year gave me, was not only was I digging into the Word more and learning more about restoration, which I needed, I needed that for me personally. And He did restore me in my hunger for Him and my hunger for His Word. And He started just pouring Himself out to me through His Word. And so just taking time to dig in and see where He takes you. That's my encouragement because then everything else falls into place. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Great advice. Be still, right? <laughs> Be still. <laughs> okay. By Jill Lowry. <laughs> no, no. No. Be still, the Lord. Exactly. And know that yes. I am God. And know that yes, I and, am God. And you know. And He will show you that He is. And that is something that if you dig into His Word, He'll show you who He is and what He can do. Amen. Would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. Lord, we thank you so much for this time together, and we thank you for those listening. We thank you for each other and the friendship that you've given us. We just pray that you bless your word and send it, Lord, to anyone who needs to hear it. And we just pray that you be with everyone today. Help them have a wonderful, restful day that they will find rest in you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved.